Hello. Hi. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. This episode is already cursed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sometimes we pick up a radio station here in Orlando and sometimes we set up and we're fine. And sometimes we set up and we cannot get the radio station to go away. And somehow Melissa sliced her finger open and is bleeding everywhere. I bled all over my beautiful white sheet. So that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. I literally was like, why is there blood on my bed? And then I looked <laughs> down and my whole finger was cut open. Have no idea how I managed to do that. Yeah. But... <laughs> Happy two-year anniversary! Happy two-year anniversary! I got you a gift. I got you one too, but mine hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> Again. <laughs> hmm, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> I legit ordered it like two weeks ago and it decided to not ship until three days ago. At least this year didn't get lost. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> last year was gone to the abyss for like a month. <laughs> it should arrive tomorrow, hopefully. You didn't even get me a, I forgot to get you a gift or it didn't ship or it got lost plant. Listen, if I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah. I have negative $3.50 in my bank oh, account no. until I get paid tomorrow. So there's no, there's no, I'm sorry plant <laughs> this time. <laughs> Maybe when I get paid tomorrow. <laughs> So our Patreon is linked in the show notes. <laughs> Please help me. I'm literally negative. I think it's like negative three and 56 cents or something like that. Well, I'll let you open your gift and I'll open my gift next episode. How okay. is that? Are you ready? Yeah. I wrapped it up real good for you. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, it looks wrapped really nice. It's wrapped. <laughs> Shut up. Is it a tragical bucket hat? I'm literally wearing this every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear it over my headphones. Aww, you this is cute. the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Take a picture of me. <laughs> Stop. This is so cute. I hope it fits your big head. Where did you get this made? The internet. This is so cute. I'm literally wearing this every day of my life. <laughs> like dead ass. <laughs> yeah, we started our podcast on February 6th, 2020, before we knew the fuck was about to go down. I know. Isn't that so crazy to think about? Yeah. We were like, oh yeah, let's start a podcast. And the world was like, global pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it gave us time. <laughs> That's true. Perfect our craft, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. It's so perfect. <laughs> Ours on our radio station. Yeah, I'm picking up radio station in my bedroom. So perfect. <laughs> I'm also casually dying right now. Again. Um, I'm allergic to oak tree pollen. And every day for the past month, I have received an alert on my phone that I, I should stay uh, out of the world. And I am dying. Yeah, mine's a mixture of that. And then also the fact that I played beer pong in 40 degree weather while it was raining outside. So I clearly thought that through. <laughs> <laughs> So I sound like a 50-year-old smoker. <laughs> no, you sound beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for my gift. It's so cute. I'm so excited. That's so funny. Two years in a row. Cat dropped the fucking ball. It's not me. It's Well, last year it was USPS, and this year it's DHL. DHL is doing great. It's the company I bought it from that just took their time making the thing and sending it. <laughs>
magical. <laughs> so this time, we're here to tell you why Encanto is tragical. Cat loves this movie. It has become an obsession. I don't know if any of you guys follow me on Twitter, <laughs> but it is quite literally my entire Twitter timeline. And I just retweet anything that has to do with Encanto. So it is my entire Twitter at the moment. <laughs> All right. So I have some fun facts. Let's hear them. So the first one I have. Uh, so Stephanie Beatriz was originally going to be offered the role of Luisa. However, when the production met with her, they realized that she's not at all like her signature role of Rosa Diaz in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my favorite TV shows, um, but much more bubbly. So they offered her the part of Mirabelle instead. Cool. I love that show. It's so freaking funny. Give me another. I shall. Um, the conversation between Abuela and Mirabelle towards the end of the movie happens in a multicolored river. Although it seems like more like a visual element of the movie, the fact is that such a place actually exists in Colombia. It is called Cano Cristales. It is one of the most beautiful places in the country. Um, it is located in the Department of Meta inside a remote national park. And although it can be visited, a special permit is needed and only a few people are allowed to visit it each year. Whoa. That's crazy. You don't have to do that in America. You just trample our national parks. Love just that for us. Just go and fuck them up. That's really cool. Tragical family trip to Colombia. We'll take you guys with us. Who's in? <laughs> we'll get a permit. Let's go. Let's get that coffee. Oh, I bet the coffee's good. Oh, I love Colombian coffee. Bruno was originally named Oscar. Um, and funnily enough, Lin-Manuel Miranda actually tweeted about this the other day. So I did know this one. His name was changed to better fit the song lyrics. We don't talk about Bruno. Additionally, there was a legal snag over a number of real life Oscar Madrigals that led to the filmmakers to change it. Damn, all them Oscars being grouches for nothing. <laughs> all the Oscar Madrigals over here fucking it up. I feel like the no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa's go really good anyway. So. Yeah. It worked out. Fuck a bitch named Oscar. 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 <laughs> That's what it was. We don't talk about Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> I'm being annoying. Okay. That was it. Um, This last one is a little bit long, but each magical member of the Magical family has a recurring symbol on their clothes that represent their gifts. I I know. Um, I know Mirabelle's. Okay. <laughs> we'll I? get there. Oh. Oh, do you? I don't know if hers is mentioned on here. Oh, it's not? Oh, She's yeah. She's the yeah, main yeah. character. Butterfly. Yeah. Yes. I win. You got it. Um, so um, Julieta's apron has images of plants and in the pockets, um, hands holding plants, representing her healing powers through her recipes. Peppa wears um, sun-shaped earrings and her dress has many sun designs on it, symbolizing her weather-related powers. Bruno has an hourglass on his poncho, mirroring his ability to see through the sands of time. Isabella's dress is covered in flowers, directly tying to her plant powers. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. Whoa. <laughs> they were really crazy with that one. Um, Louisa's skirt has free weights on the bottom, an obvious allusion to her super strength. What? I did know, not notice crazy. that. Yeah, it's on the bottom of her skirt. She's got some dumbbells down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Just count around them dumbbells. <laughs> I says. Dolores' clothes are covered with sound waves, a clear reflection of her super hearing. Cute. 
Camilo's poncho has chameleons on it, alluding Aww. to both his name and his shape-shifting ability. Whoa, that just hit me. Antonio's vest has animals sewn onto it, echoing his ability to understand and communicate with animals. And Mirabelle is shown with a decorative pink butterfly sewed on her right shoulder, a symbol of the house of the family. Also, Mirabelle has everyone's. Like, her whole outfit has all of her family stuff sewn into it. Whoa. If you, like, really pay attention. Cute. Very cute. And those are from the internet movie day database yes the internet movie database or batadace as i like to call it <laughs> or the batadace also this wasn't in the fun fact so it's a fun fact that i know and if you've seen the movie you would notice all the family members all their colors match with their family so like bruno is the only green one but then peppa is yellow and her whole family all have like bright yellow and oranges and then julieta's side of the family is all blue and all their outfits are like blues and purples and then blue and yellow Make green. Isn't that cute? I guess. <laughs> and then it's like warm tones oh, you and cool have tones. to wear gold. Yeah. If you're Peppa's kid, you have to wear yellow. Okay. Well, I like yellow. So joke's on you. Or else. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yay. Amazing facts. Okie dokie. Let's do this and canto. So the movie starts with Abuela telling a little Mirabelle about the candle and their miracle. So Abuela had triplets and then her and also I'm so sorry. I am very white. I'm doing my best out here <laughs> with these <laughs> pronunciations. I would like everyone to know that we do in fact have a grandmother that growing up we called her Abuela. So <laughs> we're very white. So... I'm doing my best, all right? <laughs> I'm really trying. Abuela. Abuela. Mir Mirabel. <laughs> Mirabel. Mirabel. You're doing beautiful. Thank you. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Abuela and Abuelo had triplets. And they don't really go into too much detail, but essentially they have to run away from their village with their entire town because they are being attacked. Abuela is carrying three tiny little babies in her hands as she runs. And at one point they get to a river where some of the people who I guess are trying to kill them catch up to them and Abuelo sacrifices himself in order for the entire town to escape. Was I drinking when we watched this? Because I don't remember any of this. This part literally plays twice in the movie. Oh, I thought he died of like, I don't know. Dysentery. <laughs> Yeah. He had a heart attack. <laughs> I thought he died like in the village and that's why they had to leave because no. they're like. He sacrificed himself and that's how they got the miracle was from his sacrifice. Oh, okay. So like the powers that be. Who came after them? I hate them. That's so rude. Three men on horses. They were probably white men. Let's be real. The disrespect. I don't yeah. think white people invaded <laughs> Colombia. I'm going to assume. We're rewriting history on here. It's always the white people. <laughs> I don't think it was. They never like, yeah, really go into detail on who was after them and why they ran. Great. Three men shoot him and... He dies. <laughs> and that's literally it. That's the story. And because he sacrificed himself, they get a fucking candle. Magical candle. And a magical candle grows a house. It grew mountains that surrounded them so that the bad people couldn't follow them. And then, yeah, it grew 
the casita. And then all of the other people whose abuelos didn't sacrifice their had lives. Had to build their own houses, <laughs> and, own houses and had to worship the Madrigals. Yeah. And yeah. Then you're, you're catching on. <laughs> the triplets all got superpowers. Yeah. So um, there's Julieta who has healing powers through food so she can heal you um, with anything that she cooks. Peppa controls the weather with her moods. And then Bruno can see into the future. And then they all get married. Mm-hmm. So the first song is personally my favorite song and it's Mirabel, um, who was one of the grandchildren of that Abuela. Made a, that made Abuela and Abuela. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, essentially telling the town children their family line and everyone's gifts. So yeah, so we have the triplets and then we have their kids. So Peppa has Dolores who has super hearing and Camilo who um, can shapeshift and then Antonio who gets his gift today. Do you forgot my baby daddy Felix. I was getting to them. Felix is a party animal. Honestly, he's, yeah. He's a big boy. <laughs> he's my type of guy. I'd be running across the bar for this man. He's also very funny. He definitely has a hairy butt. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Start on Felix's hairy touche. I love Felix. He's one of my favorites. He's very funny. He does not get a power. No. Sorry, bitch. Yeah, so if you marry into the family, you do not get a power. However, your offspring, because they are madrigals, will get powers. Maybe. Anyway, moving <laughs> We're on. We're going to find out. <laughs> so then uh, there's Julieta, who has um, three children as well. So the oldest is Isabella, who is perfection personified, and she creates flowers. That is her powers. Perfection and flowers. Useful talent. <laughs> she, a useful talent. She decorates. <laughs> she decorates the town. And then there's Luisa who has super strength. And then there's Mirabel. Moving on. So then... <laughs> <laughs> Mirabel didn't get a power. No. Mirabel did not get a power. She's just like real cute. Mm -hmm. She has little glasses mm -hmm. and... She sews. She likes to... She sews. Crochet. Yeah. She crochets. She sews. She adds cute little designs on to everything. Good for her. It's very cute. And then the third triplet is Bruno, but we don't talk about Bruno. For some reason, we don't talk about Bruno. Bruno saw the future and then one day disappeared. Now we don't, we don't speak about him. He's like he who must not be named, you know? <laughs> we don't talk about Oscar. <laughs> That's the bop. And then my personal favorite is Casita, which is their house. It is a magic house. It really only listens to Abuela and Mirabel. They're really the only two that control the house. But the house is magical. It comes alive. It takes care of them. It loves them. It's pretty sick. We love Casita. So Mirabel heads back to the Casita because they're mm -hmm. preparing for Antonio's gift celebration yeah <laughs> basically they like touch a door and the door like gives them a power mm -hmm. i just summed that up perfectly you're welcome mm -hmm. that is what happens that is exactly it. so they're getting ready because they're gonna invite the whole town over for this little shindig and mirabelle is trying to help out and nobody wants her help and i kind of don't blame them like when you can pick up a donkey and throw it across <laughs> the town the I poor have a, donkeys i have a problem with her picking up the donkeys i don't think they enjoy it um i think they're used to this it this is an animal activist here <laughs> hello it's melissa with PETA. i have oh a, not PETA. i have a problem with the picking up of the animals and not tossing them PETA. about <laughs> no <laughs> 
yeah, she's trying to help and nobody wants her help. And I kind of agree with everybody. If I was Mirabelle, I'd be watching a whole lot of Netflix. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. <laughs> I would not be trying at all. Just on The Sims 24-7. Oh my God. My Sims count would be like, you've played Sims for 9,584 <laughs> hours. And you've only been alive for like 10,000 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Since the moment you could type, you've been playing The Sims. <laughs> I'd be like, Casita, bring me a... <laughs> Bring me a Dr. Pepper. I don't know why I don't even drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's the Dr. P. Bring me a Pib. There it is. Chaz? <laughs> Chaz Pib? <laughs> He's in the casita. <laughs> so Peppa is stressed out because everyone's looking for Antonio and they can't find him. But Mirabel knows where he is at. So because Mirabel never got a door, she still lives in the nursery. So everyone else, when they get their door and their powers, they get their own room. Very fancy. It coincides with their gift. Mirabelle never got a gift or a door, so she is still sleeping in the nursery. But now Antonio is turning five, so he's going to get his own door. So now she gets the room all to herself again. Thank God. <laughs> she's That's probably awkward. like, probably, thank Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is she, 16 so, or some shit? Um, I think so, roughly, yeah. Oh my God, poor thing. I know. Antonio is hiding underneath the bed and Mirabelle rolls under the bed with him and gives him a little gift. She gives him a little jaguar because she knows that he loves animals foreshadowing you know what's better than a fucking stuffed jaguar a superpower <laughs> no. well he's gonna get that too don't you worry the house will take mm, care of keep that your jaguar to yourself mirabelle <laughs> i'm kidding so then um later that evening the entire village is invited to the celebration it is antonio's turn to go up to the door and he gets really nervous and he asks mirabelle to go with him and she's really scared because last time she walked down this walkway it didn't go so well for her because her door disappeared and she didn't get a gift. They do a flashback to Mirabelle. So basically what happens is Awela is standing up at the top of the stairs and then the person whose day it is walks up and strokes the candle. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and then they touch the doorknob and then mm -hmm. they get their superpower and like a special bedroom. <laughs> so can I tell you my theory? <laughs> yes. My theory is that, and this, I've also read this online, but... Yeah, she can't, Kat came up with on her own. No, 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 no. It's just like a theory that I agree with. I guess I'll say that. I saw There's it online. There's a theory mm -hmm. around the interweb that is fully believable. Yes. So when they go up to, to their door, they touch the candle and then they touch the doorknob. So the magic is transferring from the candle to the door and then into them via hand. Mirabelle gets nervous, touches the candle, wipes her hands on her little dress and then touches the doorknob. So she didn't get the magic from the candle to the doorknob, therefore into her because yeah. she wiped her hands on her dress. She fucked up. She did. I think Casita could have let it slide, but all right, maybe it was the candle picking, not Casita. Yeah, because I, I think know. Casita loves her. The candle said, fuck off, bitch. I wonder if she could <laughs> redo it if she would get a power though. I don't know, because I don't know if you, like, have to be, like, on your... Like, is it on their fifth birthday? They don't really say. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, why is it the fifth birthday? Don't give me anything about, like, maturity or anything, because what the fuck? <laughs> You're five, you get a gift. And how did Abuela find... Or, I'm sorry. How did Abuela find that out the first time? Like, with the triplets? I don't know. Was she just, like, touch this candle every day and then touch a door? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? How did we get here? Also, grandma knows more than she's saying. I think so, too. Also, the doors just like show up apparently when they get pregnant. So that's how they found out oh. when each of them were pregnant. Oh, maybe that's why. That's how they knew the door had the magical thing. I didn't know that part either. But like, how did you know that five was the age that you would be allowed into your room, though? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so anyway, Antonio... <laughs> 
goes up and he strokes the candle and he touches the doorknob and he has the power of speaking to animals. A toucan comes over and he starts talking to the fucking toucan and then he opens his door and his bedroom is just a jungle and I guess his bed's going to be a fucking hammock. Okay, how about like a nice like walk-in closet, maybe like a desk. He probably has all that in there. Okay, but like he, he has like a full jungle. There's like a whole ass tree. That's not a bedroom. That's where is the shower, the tub? Where do I brush my teeth? I have so many questions. So we really only see other than the nursery and Antonio's room, we only see one other room later, which is Isabella's. But and Bruno. Oh, we do see Bruno's too. Those aren't bedrooms. Right. But they posted the producers and everything have been like tweeting out things that like about the movie and they talked about Louisa's bedroom and apparently it was just full of rocks that she just throws. Okay, but they could just say that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what do the husbands do? What's Sit fuck? on the rock. If Louisa ever gets a partner, what is they're them? sitting on the What's rock. What's the mom that does the baking? Um, Julieta. It's her. She just has, she just has a hospital. She's like, hi, welcome to my bedroom. It's a hospital. She no, she probably, she probably has herbs growing everywhere because she's oh like, like herby God. plants. That's the dumbest shit ever. She sleeps on basil. He opened <laughs> up his door and he had a jungle bedroom. And I was like, I don't want to watch this stupid fucking movie anymore. <laughs> it's supposed to be like magical because, you know, to like a five-year-old. Like, this is that's like so when you're cool. playing make-believe as a five-year-old and you're like... This is my room. It's a jungle. <laughs> but like maybe it calms down like as you get older. You know what I mean? Like we see Issa's room and it's not like that dramatic. Issa's room looks like honestly really nice. I like her room. Not, it looks like more like an Instagram photo shoot than it does a right. bedroom. Oh my God. Could you imagine? It's not a practical bedroom. <laughs> a it bed. looks like an art installation. At least she has an actual bed. Made of flowers. Do you think that's comfortable? No. She seemed fine. No. She can raise and lower it as she pleases. I am done talking about this <laughs> stupid bedrooms. They take a family photo. Mirabelle's not in it. They're fucking assholes. Yeah. And Mito sings a whole song about how she's very sad and she's alone and she's tired of living in the nursery and she just wants everyone to notice her potential because she can grow flowers and heal people and stuff, but she doesn't actually have the powers for it. So she's just sad. So Mirabelle is by herself because nobody likes her. And uh, she starts to see the house crumbling, casita uh, crumbling. And it even like like a roof tile cuts her fucking hand open. Slices her like you. Oh my God, I'm Mirabelle. Casita. How's why you did that? That's <laughs> why you did that. <laughs> why you hurt me? You okay? <laughs> I'm gushing blood. I was asking Casita, not oh, you. Our house can fucking crumble. <laughs> Invitation homes can have the bug back. Yeah, for real. Please. F this out. Please. Anyway, and then she runs into the party and just starts screaming, the house is crumbling. And everybody looks at her like she's crazy. And then everybody goes out to the foyer and the house is fine. Yeah, there was like cracks all in the walls and like all over the place in the yeah, floors. That's and... what crumbling means. Okay, well... <laughs> You just mentioned like the one roof tile. I said the house is crumbling. <laughs> People know what the house is crumbling means. Sure, Jan. So grandma is like, go back to your partying, kids is. Uh, Sorry, the drinks are so strong. Mirabelle's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so that night after the party, Mirabelle's like super nervous about the house crumbling. She knows she's not crazy. Maybe she is. <laughs> and so she goes up on the roof. And she goes to look at the candle, which is in Oella's window. It's her so bedroom it's chilling window. chilling up in her bedroom window. Mm -hmm. 
And then she overhears grandma saying like, we have to protect our miracle, blah, 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 blah. Basically, grandma knows something is up. Yeah. She's talking to the memory of Oelo and she's saying like, if, if only everyone knew how vulnerable we are, like stuff's going wrong. We need to figure this out. But Oelo's not going to do shit. So Mirabel decides she's going to save the miracle. That's that's the plan now. Does this movie have a great storyline? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to save this miracle. But then she makes a joke out of it because it's like, how do I save a miracle? And even the house is like, I don't know. That's what I I was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) So she goes and she knows that insert name here. Dolores. Dolores. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Mm -hmm. Dolores can hear everything. So she's like, well, let me talk to Dolores first, because if something is happening, she'll have overheard about it. She knows everything. So I'm going to go talk to her. Yeah. So she goes to talk to Dolores and it's actually Camilo just pretending to be Dolores to get seconds. But then, of course, Dolores actually heard the whole conversation because she hears everything. And she tells Mirabelle that nothing is wrong. No one's worried about the miracle, except maybe Louisa, whose eye was twitching all night and she could hear it. Imagine that. So annoying. In college, in my dorm, our walls were paper thin and I could literally, my roommate, I don't remember her name. I can see her face in my head, though. She would listen to her headphones so loud I could hear it through our adjoining wall. And I could also hear her eating potato chips which she did quite often. I think I would end my life. It was like the most paper thin walls of any building I have ever lived in in my entire life. It was awful. I felt like Dolores. She always, it makes me sad. She's constantly like covering her ears. And when she claps, she claps with just like two fingers. (laughs) It makes me like imagine being able to hear literally like miles down the road, how loud just like somebody standing right next to you would be. They're all at the breakfast table and Mirabelle is trying to talk to Louisa about why her eye is twitching and they're and the whole family is talking about how Flower Girl is going to get proposed to by some homeboy in town. <laughs> and they're all really excited about it. And Grandma somehow thinks that this wedding is going to like save the miracle. Like, Grandma, you are out of the loop, sissy. I think she thinks that adding more people to the family strengthens the magic. So like when Isabel marries Mariano, they're going to have babies and then they're going to have more madrigals. You know what I mean? That makes sense. I think that's that's Abuela's thoughts. All right. I'm here with it, Grandma. Yeah. So anyway, Luisa gets up and leaves the table and she's going to go throw some donkeys about town as she's wont to do. And she's like knocking buildings over. She's fixing buildings. Okay. Well, she moved a whole (laughs) church just by picking it up. I have a big issue with Luisa. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, fuck off. (laughs) The donkeys actually don't like her. They put up with her because I feel like they have like succumbed to her brute strength and they they have no other choice. They dance with her. Okay, (laughs) they freaking love her. So Lynn... (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda, please, please call me. I have to speak with you. This is a pertinent matter (laughs) about the abuse of the donkeys. Hey, Ellen, can we get Lin's number? We We need a chat. (laughs) I want to ask him about the Little Mermaid soundtrack. It's crazy. When I call Disney Animation Studios, it just, it says it's busy. They've been disconnected. It says it's busy. (laughs) It's like, it's like Ellen changed her number. (laughs) Ellen, bitch. Listen, we need to know. Anywho, 
Mirabel asks Louisa why her eye is twitching and what she knows. And Louisa is trying to say that she doesn't know anything and her eye keeps twitching. And then she sings the bop of all bops, surface pressure, which is literally about her feeling like if she's not doing something to help other people that she feels useless. Like she feels like she constantly has to be using her gift to help either the family or the townspeople. Otherwise, she feels like she's not doing enough for anyone else around her. It's sad. Melissa does not think it is a bop of all bops. <laughs> it's so good. And the dancing donkeys, it's the dancing donkeys for me. They feel as though they must or they will be tossed about town. <laughs> They're over here like, oh, you know what they remind me of? The tigers at the end of Zootopia. <laughs> They're over here just like shaking it up. Anyway, so then after her bop uh, that she sings about feeling pressure. <laughs> I'm going to come save you, donkey. To do too, to do too much. Louisa tells Mirabelle that she did hear the grownups talking about Bruno's last vision. And I just think it's really funny that Louisa is 19 years old and still calls them all the grown-ups that's literally and she's like so us. big <laughs> it's so funny too because she's so she looks like so big you know what i'm saying that she's like the grown-ups were talking last night about bruno's last vision it's just so funny <laughs> i don't like her louisa also says that when mirabelle was talking about the cracks in the house she felt weak dun 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 nah, 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 nah. not weak so Mirabelle goes back to the casita and she goes to Bruno's room and she busts the door down mm -hmm. and it's like a sandy oasis of darkness. Yeah. And casita can't help her in Bruno's room for some reason. Like the magic of casita stops at his bedroom door. I wonder if that's how all the bedrooms are. Oh, maybe. I never thought. I and she's not used know. to it. Yeah. Because she's in the nursery. So she, she wouldn't know got that. a room. So she's going through all this sand and she finds a tunnel. It looks like Indiana Jones. She climbs up like 95,000 stairs first. Yeah. <laughs> and she like has to jump over a rock thing. It's like a pit. It's fine. There's a lot happening up in Bruno's room, honestly. <laughs> so she finds these little shards in the sand and they're green. And she starts to put cat likes that Bruno likes green. So there's a bunch of green shards and Mirabelle starts putting them all together but then the room is filling with sand she about to get yeeted by this sand because it doesn't like her because she's not bruno i guess also the is that the tea i think it's her figuring out what's happening is causing the casita to crack more so while she's in there the house starts like freaking out so she starts to put together these little shards and she sees herself and she's like whoa that's me so then she's like but i gotta get out of here because i'm about to drown in this sand so she starts picking up all the little pieces of the green shards in the sand and she gets the fuck out and then on her way running back to the nursery with her bag full of vision shards um she runs into abuela and abuela's like what are you doing? Why are you covered in sand? What is happening? Louisa runs by and she's sobbing because she tells Awela that her and Mirabel had a talk and now she feels weak. She can't even lift the donkeys. They're too heavy for her. And now Woo! she feels useless. She can't pick up the donkeys. And she runs into her room and starts crying. Awela essentially yells at Mirabel and she's like, don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to Louisa. We have to impress the Guzmans for the engagement. It's dinner time. Shut the fuck up. So Mirabelle is in the nursery and she wants to put together the shards to see what Bruno's last vision was. But then Tia Peppa comes in and she's distraught. 
Yeah. So they're trying to make everything perfect in the house for the Guzmans, um, which is Mariano Guzman, who Isabella is going to be engaged. And when Peppa walks in, Mirabel asks her, hey, so about Tio Bruno, like, can I get some info on him? And that is when the Billboard Hot 100 number one musical song in the world right now begins. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. <laughs> it's so good. Honestly, like Luisa's fucking annoying song was better than fucking Bruno. TBH. No. I don't like talk singing. And, and you don't. told me it wasn't talk singing. You lied to me. You lied to okay. my face. It's not talk singing. They are singing. You don't like storytelling through songs, which is You're not correct. the same thing. I like a intro, a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, Not a the verse, same thing as talk an outro, singing. Maybe throw a bridge in there. I can show you the world. Talk singing Shining, is shimmering, splendid. Melodically speaking. Tell me, princess. They are singing. You anyway. Your heart. I like songs. It is a song. <laughs> it is a musical number. I don't know. I the don't The chorus like- is we don't talk about Bruno. Anyway, so the song goes on to talk about how Bruno is this horrible person because he tells the future. When he tells the future, it's bound to happen. But his future is always things that are going to happen anyway. So he tells Peppa and Felix that it's going to rain on their wedding day. It does. And it sure does because that's all Peppa can think about. Actually a hurricane. But yeah. Okay. Because she gets all up in a tizzy. Columbia, we've, we've been there. We know. It's Yeah, we feel you. And then Dolores just says that she always heard him muttering and mumbling um, and she associates him with the sound of falling sand. Camilo talks about how he's seven feet tall and has rats along his back. I don't know where Camilo remembers his uncle from, but it's incorrect. He's a short <laughs> king. He definitely is not seven feet tall. And then the townspeople. Mm. This is my favorite part. I just picture this lady with this fish comes running from her house on the opposite side of the village. She hears him singing. We don't talk about Bruno. And she's like, this is my fucking time. That man told me my fish would die. And the next day it was freaking dead. She's livid. People of the town think Bruno is causing these things, but he's just giving them a heads up that it's going to happen. He's telling them the inevitable. Fish are going to die. Yeah. Mr. Sir, you are going to have a gut. Other Mr. Sir, you're going to lose your hair. You're going to be bald. You're a man. That's what happens. Like, I don't understand what <laughs> the problem is here. You're going to go bald. <laughs> but then Isabella comes down from the ceiling on a gorgeous flowing vine of flowers. And she says that um, Tio Bruno told me that I was going to have the life of my dreams and that my powers were just going to grow and be better. Dolores says that Tio Bruno told her that the love of her life was going to be engaged to someone else. Oops. Sorry about it. Gee, I wonder who that's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder who it could be. That's the whole song. Bruno fucking gives prophecies and people are mad about it. So he ran away. I would too. Yeah, because they all think he's a bad person because they ask him. They ask him, hey, what's my future? And then he tells them and they don't like it. Don't ask then. Yeah. Don't ask about your dumb fish. Agreed. Mirabelle is in the nursery and she puts together the shards and she sees that it is her in front of Casita and Casita is crumbling. But if she moves the vision a little bit, Casita's perfect again. So there's like almost two visions. There's Mm -hmm. two outcomes to the same vision. Mm -hmm. So... Mirabelle's dad walks in on Mirabelle with the last vision and he is like, 
don't talk about it. The flower girl's boyfriend's family is coming over so that he can propose to her. She has probably the <laughs> easiest name of all of them. Flower girl. Isabella. <laughs> um, Dad's like, don't say anything until after the proposal. And then, of course, Miss Dolores, the cutest little chicken nugget ever, overhears. And so this, this scene was really cute. It is very so funny. So the whole family is sitting at the dinner table and... Mirabelle is freaking out and so is dad. He's freaking out because he knows that Dolores knows. So Dolores whispers to the person next to her and then that person whispers to the person next to them. Giant game of telephone. (laughs) So it makes it basically all the way around the table and Mirabelle is trying to get man. Mariano. Mariano to propose to Isabel. Flower girl. (laughs) And... And then finally it gets out that Mirabelle saw the last vision of Bruno. So what happens is Antonio's little lemur friends put the vision <laughs> together under the table. It somehow makes it onto the table. Mirabelle tries to grab it and she sends it flying to Abuela who looks at it and is like, what the fuck? Peppa's freaking out. So it's like literally monsooning in the house right now. The Guzmans are like, we gotta we're, go. We're leaving. We're not marrying into this family. Y'all crazy. Goodbye. <laughs> The lemurs. <laughs> they were lemurs. Shout out to the lemurs. Antonio's a little shithead, isn't he? A little five-year-old shithead. He didn't tell them to do it. Oh, wait, what? The lemurs were just into it? <laughs> yeah. Antonio was in on it. No, I think they were just fucking what around doing fuck? a puzzle under the table, and it was just a magic puzzle that was a, oh. a magic, unintentional oh. puzzle. The <laughs> I they, they were, were just under there, like, putting the pieces together. That makes less sense <laughs> what I just said. Lynn. Somehow that makes less sense. I, yeah. Lemurs, no, that's what I'm saying. The like, just came out of the wall to make a puzzle. I know, but what I'm saying is that it's funny because like Antonio telling them like... <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, oh so my God. Abuela is in denial. She's like, everything is fine. The casita is fine. The miracle is fine. Mirabel is shut the fuck up and move on things are not fine it is storming outside the townspeople are very scared they know that something is fucking up and after the lemurs leave the party (laughs) they gone okay and now some rats (laughs) you see why i have a problem with this movie Listen, the rats hold the purpose. So the lemurs leave and the rats take over the puzzle and they take <laughs> it the puzzle. They take it apart and they are carrying it somewhere. So Mirabelle's like, well, I'm gonna follow these rats. Yeah, they wind up going behind a painting on the wall and into a hole in the wall. And Mirabelle lifts the painting and sees that there's like a person-sized hole in Casita. So she follows the rats into this giant hole. She is now in like the trenches of the house. There's <laughs> the she's walls? like in the walls. <laughs> and she's following the rats. And one of them starts floating. But it's actually Tio Bruno picking up the rat. And then he freaking runs. Like, he hauls ass away from her. She gives chase, almost falls into a pit of despair. Mirabelle falls into the pit. Bruno saves her. And then he gets up and is like, okay, bye. And she's like, no, bitch. And she follows him to his new makeshift room in the walls of the house. Yeah, and Tio Bruno has severe OCD out here. He depressed me so. He's like watching telenovelas by himself. But it's just the rats. He has a... Oh, was it really? It's not real TV. It was... He made little cutouts and then put the rats' faces in it. It wasn't real TV, babe. 
I didn't see that. Yeah. This movie's depressing. (laughs) He has drawn himself a plate on a table. Not he doesn't have a plate. He drew a plate on the table that matches everybody else's plate at the dinner table. And he probably eats with them every night and every morning and And every afternoon. Like, what the fuck? Abuela, I fucking hate you, bitch. Also, can we talk about the fact that while they were singing a diss track about Tio Bruno. He was literally in the walls listening to the song. Actually, in the song, they do show him twice bopping out while they're singing. What? Yeah, Why wouldn't you point that out in the to background. me? I honestly was typing while we were watching it. You better it. find those timestamps okay. so I can fast forward to those He's parts because I'm never watching this movie ever. It's in the part where ever. Dolores is singing the first time. So Mirabella's like, hey, what's up with his vision? And he's like, yeah, I saw, I saw two different outcomes, but I was too scared to say anything because my mom's a bitch and she thinks that I ruin everything all the time. So I didn't tell her about it. Instead, I just ran away. Yeah, he did it to protect Mirabelle too, because obviously he could tell it was an older Mirabelle in the vision. And so he did it to protect her. He didn't tell anyone about it and he just ran away. But running away meant he lived in the walls. Yeah. So while Mirabelle and Bruno are talking, Antonio finds them and Bruno is like, how did you find us? And he's like, oh, the rats told me. So now they decide to use Antonio's jungle bedroom so that Bruno can try to envision a new vision or try to see more of the vision he's already seen with Mirabelle in it. They would use his sand cave, but Mirabelle fucking broke it. So he can't do that anymore. Good job, Mirabelle. So Bruno attempts the vision again and he's holding Mirabelle's hands. Oh, favorite uncle alert. Mm -hmm. He sees the same thing basically. And Mirabelle's like, there's got to be something else we're missing. And then they see a beautiful butterfly and they follow the butterfly and then it leads them the to the butterfly <laughs> and then it leads them to the candle the family candle the miracle candle you know that the one encanto the encanto and they see mirabelle embracing her sister isa so they think that that's what will save the miracle is mirabelle and isa hugging Issa's flower girl, by the way. (laughs) To save the Encanto, she has to hug her sister who doesn't like her. (laughs) So Mirabelle's like, okay, weird flex vision, but let's go try to hug my sister. And Bruno's like, you have fun. I'm going to fucking stay in the walls. But then he says, when you're done saving the Encanto, come visit. And she says, I'm going to bring you home. And it makes me cry. I'm going to kill grandma. So then Mirabelle goes into Isabella's room. I think it's glorious and beautiful. It is all pink and purple flowers. There's literally just flowers everywhere. Mirabelle's being very obnoxious and being like, Isa, come hug me. I'm so sorry about today. Come hug me. Give me a hug. And Isa gets very angry. And on accident, in her anger, she creates a cactus. And she's never done that before. She's only ever created beautiful, perfect flowers. It's uneven. It's pokey. She's never done that before. She's super pumped. And then this is my personal second favorite song in the movie is Isabella singing about what can she do? And she creates all these different kinds of flowers and plants that aren't perfect. She creates a freaking carnivorous thing. And then she literally creates these plants that have like dye in them. And she like throws the powder everywhere and gets covered in all the, it looks so cool. And then she looks so cool. She has like, all the different colors in her hair and all over her dress. So her dress is no longer all perfect. And then Isa and Mirabelle hug. Yay. And Isabelle says, I never knew that I could do all of this stuff. And I figured it out because of you. So Oella walks in and Mirabelle and Flower Girl are covered in shit. (laughs) 
and <laughs> laying on the floor. And then Awella starts yelling at Mirabelle, saying everything is her fault. Like she ruined Isa. She made her dirty. <laughs> she says that she's the reason Louisa feels weak and that a house is breaking. And then the house like legit starts to crack for real. And yeah. then it's cracking, cracking. Yeah. Mirabelle pretty much says like, I'll never be good enough for you. No one in this family will ever be good enough for you to Awela. And it's not good. Everyone is trying to save the candle that's up in Awela's window. The candle's burnt out. The candle is um, a centimeter thick. They There's no more it. wick. They gotta save it. No, it's gone. So they it's all try out. and get up there. So Issa tries to use her vines to get up there and she falls. Camilo tries to jump up there and he falls. And Mirabelle actually gets to the candle and saves it. But then the house is falling down around her. But the house saves her at the last minute because Casita is still alive. But then it the candle goes out and Casita. Because it's gone. And Casita is no longer alive. Casita did. It's the just ED rubble. Did. That's a bummer. It's sad. Too bad grandma was such a fucking bitch. Truly she is. So the flame goes out anyway, and Mirabelle runs away, and Oela finds her at the same river that Grandpa yeeted himself at to Grandpa. save the family. <laughs> that Oelo, what's his name? Pedro. Mm-hmm. So that's where Oelo Pedro uh, sacrificed his life for everybody. So in the flashback, they show again, there's a huge difference in the way that they tell the story. So in the first one, when Pedro dies, Awela doesn't really react at all. But when they show it again, because she's realized her trauma and realizes that, you know, she's allowed to have feelings, it shows no, her like, she's not. <laughs> it shows her actually like being extremely upset and crying and sad that her husband was just murdered in front of her. And it's, I feel like it's so cool. Like the, like the storytelling from like the beginning of her just being like, yeah, my husband died and we got a miracle, whatever. It's fine. To her being like, my fucking husband got shot in front of me. Bruno's watching fake rat TV. It, you are not allowed to feel bad for fucking grandma. I don't feel bad. I'm just saying she realizes her trauma. Y'all need, if y'all need therapy, go to therapy. Oh, Abuela need they, this whole family, every single Madrigal, <laughs> except for maybe Felix and Augustine, do not like everyone else. Therapy, <laughs> therapy. You need therapy. Dolores seems fine. They're all fucked up. <laughs> no, they're all fucked up. Anyway, fucking grandma and Mirabelle hug in the fucking water. A whole bunch of butterflies come out. I hate this movie. <laughs> no, it's so cute. Bruno comes up on a fucking horse and the three of them ride back on the horse. More animal abuse. They ride the horse back into freaking the town. And then <laughs> they go to the rubble of the house and all the townspeople are there and they're like, we're going to help you rebuild your house. Probably because they're happy that all their powers are gone because they've been scared of this family for 50 years. And Awela apologizes to the whole family and then shows that Bruno is there and Peppa and Julieta are so excited to see their brother after, I don't know, like 10 years, however old Mirabelle is. And Bruno talks about how when he told Peppa it was going to rain on her wedding day, it wasn't because he was giving her a sign of bad luck. He was telling her with her strong emotions, she it's not just when she's sad or angry that it rains. It's just strong emotion in general. So he was like, it's okay if it rains today. Like you're you're super elated. You're happy. You're getting married to the love of your life. You're allowed to feel those emotions and let it rain. But because he's Bruno and he's socially awkward, he couldn't get that out. You I think it's long and hard about this. Movie. No, he says it. Maybe not quite to that extent, but no, no, it wasn't that serious. <laughs> so Flower Girl basically is like, I don't even like that man. 
um, at all. He's really pretty, but I just, we ain't vibing. You know what I mean? And Dolores is like, well, I am vibing. <laughs> She's like, I actually love that man. Yeah. She listens to him like breathe in the night or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. He writes poetry. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> okay. So Dolores gets her man. <laughs> love that for her. I know. I actually really like Dolores. She's very cute. And then after they finish rebuilding Casita, which no longer has any magic because the freaking miracle is dead, they give Mirabel the doorknob to put on the door. And it's an M for Madrigal, but also an M for Mirabel. And she puts it on and Casita comes back to life. And all of them are painted on the door and everything is fine. And everyone goes back to normal. And then they get a family photo and Mirabel's allowed to be in it. Oh, the finally. <laughs> finally. I hate this family. It's just Abuela. They all have trauma, but she's really the worst. Poor Bruno and his rat TV. I know. The end. The end. I had a theory at the beginning of the movie. I was like, well, maybe she's the next matriarchy. So she doesn't get a power because she controls the house, which I kind of still think is true. But then when Kat was like, no, she wipes her hands on her shirt. I also, uh, I believe that as well. I think it's both. I think she probably would have gotten her own room. But I don't know like what her power would have been exactly. Because yeah, her and Awela are the only ones that control Casita at all. It no seems one else. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone else has their own power though. So they don't really need Casita, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The end. Encanto. Encanto. Na 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 na. The song at the end is also a bop. I'm ready when you are. Do you want me to go first or do you want me to not? <laughs> you can go first. Okay. I gave Encanto a 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. I'm going to punch Louisa and Grandma in the face. Oh God. I don't know what this Louisa slander is. She is abusing the donkeys of the town. They're I have fine. an issue with it. They're fine. They don't want to be tossed about. Okay? They're she in needs dance lessons. She needs to calm the fuck down is what she needs to do. Uh, and Grandma's a huge bitch and Bruno made me really sad. And I, now, especially since I know he's watching rat TV. <laughs> he's out here watching rat TV. He deserves better. Rat TV. TV. I don't know what I was expecting from this. We don't talk about Bruno's song, but that song was not a bop to me in any way, shape, or form. I don't like talk singing. Um, it's not talk singing. It was a beautiful tale of jungle bedrooms and <laughs> Lemur is doing puzzles. So I give it a seven out of 10. That's it fair. It is uh, below Zootopia and above Dumbo at 44. I put it above Dumbo. 44. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you ready for mine? Um. Yes. A 10 out of 10. How did you know? I don't know. We've been doing this for 55 <laughs> episodes. I don't know. I did, in fact, give Encanto 10 out of 10. It is my... Okay, first of all, I love this movie. I love the colors. I love the music. I love the characters. I just think it's such like a fun story, but it's so like realistic. And the fact that it's literally about fucking trauma, like family trauma and how your family members or people around you can influence you so much. You know what I mean? Like your family or people around you just not helping you to see your full potential or making you think the worst of yourself is just like, that's real life. And like, I just love the way it's told. I love the colors. And I just think it's such a fun movie. I did in fact give it a 10 out of 10. It is at my number six. So it is under Zootopia, but above Frozen. I would much rather watch this than Frozen. That is blasphemous. <laughs> blasphemous. Now, once we get to Frozen 2, I don't know. <laughs> if you think Frozen 2 is better than Frozen 1. It absolutely is. 
We are going to do a patron episode for our next episode. If you would like us to do a Disney movie of your choosing, it can be your favorite movie. It could be just because you think it's stupid or you just want to hear us talk about it. Become a patron. The link is in our show notes. Uh, It's $5 a month. You get bonus content. We do lots of fun stuff there. So join us on Patreon. Thank you so much. And you'll get a merch box. Drum roll, please. Oh, my God. Pinocchio. (gasps) How have we not done this one yet? Oh, this movie is tragical. Please tell me that you have seen or heard the trailer for the new Pinocchio movie coming out. What? No. Okay, it's bad. So Pinocchio. Like the new Batman? (laughs) No, they're calling it the yassification of Pinocchio. He's like, I'm a guy dad. Like, I'm going to be a real boy. Like, I'm going to go out and do things. This is real? I swear on my life. Does Tim Burton have anything to do with it? No. Oh, okay. This is Victoria's pick. Yay, Victoria. Victoria picked it because it's going to be funny. Oh my God. Victoria, you are not wrong. (laughs) She said favorite movie. Maybe not. Do I think it will be a good episode? Absolutely. I have this movie is not for children's traumatizing oh my god i love this movie we watched this movie for the first time in a long time like a couple months ago i think and it was it's a treat it's good it's a treat Ooh, pinocchio it's a good one uh you know the drill if you've never left us a review leave us a review if you're on spotify if you listen on spotify spotify has ratings now leave us five stars please 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 and um join us on patreon five dollars a month you get bonus content we do usually a movie every month and then we do a video every month we've done twilight we've done beetlejuice and trolls Doug, we've done Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We've done Dinosaur. That one was really funny. We did Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. And you get it all right now, like $5 a month, but you can watch all of that bonus content now, now, now. And a merch box this summer. Yep. And we already we've... have a plan for. Oh my God. I cannot wait for you guys to see this. Melissa worked really hard on it. <laughs> yeah, she really did anything. No, I'm kidding. She's the artistic person here. <laughs> Thank you. Because oh it's so welcome. Sweet. Well, I can't wait for my gift next week. I know. Or in two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thanks for two years, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to tear up saying it. I but know. Thank you for keeping us going. We appreciate and love you guys more than we could ever put into words, truly. We also might have like kind of an announcement next episode. So get excited for that too. Please do. Um, That's it. Okay, bye. We don't talk about Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) That's the move right there. Bye. (laughs) Bye. These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. We started this podcast with Cinderella, Wreck-It Ralph, and Lady and the Tramp. Is that correct? I don't even remember our first three episodes. I can also not listen to them. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> I like cannot. Yeah, what were our first three? Our first three were, we can't, we dropped three on the very first day. Oh, I was right. Cinderella was episode one. Wreck-It Ralph was episode two. And Lady and the Tramp was episode three. I guess you remember that since you like edit them. So you like... I guess. I don't know. What did you say the other day? You were like, we should do that. And I was like, 
Bitch, we've literally done that already. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> what movie was it? It was so funny. I was like, we already did that one. What was it? I that don't remember. So and then I was like, fuck. <laughs> we did do that. We're only 50, what, four episodes and in? And I'm already forgetting what we've done. Three episodes in, and Kat doesn't even know what movies we've done. Say, I'm going to Today I'm going to tell my mix for you. I got a fun fact for you. <laughs> you wish you This episode is already 90% outtakes. <laughs> Do you like Good. Do you like fun facts? Fernando and Jorge? <laughs> I am Fernando. Yes, Bruno has multiple personality disorder. I can't even talk about it. I'm too depressed. <laughs> OCD, depression, multiple personalities. He's thriving. Yes, Bruno. We love a mentally ill queen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he would fit in great in this house. <laughs> Bruno, you can come live with us. Yeah, we'll love you. You can sleep on the couch. <laughs> you don't have to sleep in the walls. Our TV works. We have Hulu, Netflix. We have it everything, baby. We can watch telenovelas for real. <laughs> you can watch Cops with me. Perfect. I got no strings. That's, that song is better than every song in Encanto. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hang it up. <laughs> Tragical. <laughs>